Hi, I'm Daniel McKinley of Daniel McKinley Games and designer of HitMe, and you're listening to The Legends of Tabletop. Thanks for tuning in and checking this out and or listening later. You would think after two and a half years, I'd be pretty good at this, maybe. So I will say that this is the live stream for the podcast. So if you're listening to this later, you already know that. And maybe I'll just edit all this shit out because I'm rambling, but that's fine. But thanks to Danny for coming on again. I, uh, we, we had you on about, I guess, over a year ago now for uh, Excavate when that was on Kickstarter. Yeah, it must have been. I think it was Gamma of 2016, I want to say. I think it was like right or, after Rincon because you were you like just launched the day of Rincon, I believe. Yeah, yeah, that was it. That was the day. So it was right after Rincon of 2016. So that was October-ish or November. That's, That's when I launched it. Yeah. yeah. You're all dressed up in your uh, in your dinosaur hunting outfit. It was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I had the 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 excavation hat and I had the vest and that was actually my dad's photography vest. It worked really well for the theme of the game. Yeah, no, I definitely looked good. The new one. <laughs> <laughs> no, cool. So I ran into you again this year at RinCon again, ironically enough. Uh, and you you had a couple of new games to to show. How was RinCon for you? Did you have a good time? Oh, Rincon was spectacular. I I wanted to go make sure I went back. That's one of two conventions that I go to each year. I, I actually bumped up my schedule down to three, and that's uh, one of the two local conventions, and then I only have one big convention I go to as well. So, yeah, it was spectacular. I was really impressed. I ended up playing an RPG, and I'm not a big RPG player, but I ended up playing a prototype, and oh, the the guy's name is... is uh, not coming to me right now, but he made seven C's. I don't know if you know that John one. John Wick. John Wick, yeah. Oh, man, he's an amazing DM. Yeah. Like, I truly enjoyed a four-hour prototype of an RPG. Was it the wrestling one? No, no. I heard about that one, though. Yeah, the yeah. wrestling one sounds amazing. <laughs> I mean, I would totally be part of it. No, this was like a Wild West one where he did some really great techniques of um, developing characters. Like, he... They had relationships between the characters, and I was just kind of the comic relief guy. I was a drunk that would just kind of show up and be annoying, but <laughs> it worked really well. It was beautiful. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed the convention. And then other than that, I was just trying to promote games. I don't. I think I only played maybe two or three board games hmm. there. I played King Domino, which I decided to buy it. Um, oh, okay, cool. Wet, which I bought since then. Um and I want to say I played like, oh, no, I bought uh, Escape, Curse of the Temple. It was on my list of ones to buy. So love that one. Nice, nice. I, yeah. I spent all weekend playing board games. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, I got, I got to try Terraforming Mars there. Uh, I played uh, Shogun. No. Yeah, Shogun. Um, oh. 
which I went up buying because Isla Games had it and they had it for a while and it was like a hundred bucks. And I'm like, I don't know. Like the theme is me. Like, I love it. I have like the video game version, which I guess is based off of that. I guess the, the total war series. Uh-huh. So I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to pull the trigger. And then we played like two turns and I'm like, I'll be right back. And I ran over cause they had it I'm like, <laughs> Hey, put that behind the counter. I'm going to get it when this game is over in like four hours. <laughs> Oh, I love it when that happened. That that was me with King Domino. I, I ended up playing it in their library, and I, I walked up, and they were like, oh, it's only $18. And I was thinking, well, my local store is probably going to get it. Just hold it for me. I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my car. I was like, all right, I'll buy it. Like, Darn it. That was a hard sell on me. I think I bought some clear meeples, too. There's a guy who sells the components, and I forget where they're from. But, uh, yeah, I bought it. Oh, was it? Oh, Probably. yeah, no, he he does some great stuff. Yeah. yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah. I, there might have been other people selling components, but I know he had a, 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 a bigger booth upstairs with nothing but components. Yeah, that was the one. That was the one. I, I mean, I couldn't give more thumbs up. Of course, <laughs> as a game designer, you got to have, I have like shelves and shelves of just pieces of stuff. <laughs> There's no purpose to them whatsoever right now. But right. yeah, the, stocked up on meeples and blank dice and yeah. That's cool. good times. I, I had Andrew on uh, middle of December. We were talking about uh, Arizona Game Fair that he uh-huh. uh, puts on up there in uh, in Mesa. Are you are you coming out for that one, or is that one not on the schedule? Oh, when it, when is that? It is February 9th and tenth, I believe. Ooh, ninth, tenth, eleventh. I could pull it up. I have to edit all this I, out then, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I. It, it wasn't one on the schedule yet because I think it's in Phoenix, right? It, it, it yeah, it's in Mesa. It's I think it's at the Mesa Convention Center. Yeah, that might be a little bit out of my driving range. Yeah, it's but a little far. Kickstarter goes really well. Then I could fly yeah. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this I was gonna go last year, and then I was like, ah, I don't know, I want to drive all the way up there, and then you got to stay, and it becomes like a whole big thing. And then I was like, you know what? So screw it, I'm gonna go. Like, yeah. You know, we have so many awesome conventions here in Arizona um, yeah. that it's it's stupid not to go. Right, exactly. And and I assume you're talking even board game conventions because you have amazing conventions right now. We in La, in New Mexico, um, we don't have board game conventions at all. <laughs> uh, we have one in El Paso, Border City Con. I'm going to give them a shout out. Because uh, I really I like them. It's a super small convention, but they're just really good guys who run it. And um, and yeah, we have like a couple of comic cons, you know, ran right. by uh, Comics, and and they they do a, an amazing job, at least in the South End. But that's all we got, you know. So I'm kind of envious. I'll, I'm not gonna lie, John. <laughs> I, I was surprised when I looked. I'm like, shit, we have like eight conventions here just relating to, to board games, RPGs, and then there's Tuscon, which is a sci-fi book convention. <laughs> That's um, a I don't think you guys have the best names too for conventions. Tuscon, Rincon. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah, I I think they had um did they had George R. R. Martin? I would say last year, 17, it might've been 16. Oh yeah. And I was like, damn, I should go, but I haven't made it through the books. And I'm like, Hey, I watch your show on TV. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Like, I'm sure that's not what he wants to hear. When you come to the book conventions, I watch your thing on HBO. Right. 
Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, he didn't technically write that, and it's different now. But yeah, yeah. I I saw an interview with him once where he actually said the last thing he wants people to tell him about is stuff about the show, because he, he lives up in Santa Fe. Like, I actually I heard I saw a picture of his house, and it has a little castle as a mailbox. Other than oh, that, it's a super normal house. <laughs> and um, he he said that he'd rather talk like sports or. <laughs> or like, you know, like you buy a beer, and that's about it, you know. Like I, I I guess that's one of those things. Like when you when you license that out, and I don't know if he executive produces or whatever, but you know, you lose a certain amount of control because they're telling a different story in a different medium that has right. to be frustrating. I, I imagine even when he casts cashes that check, it's got to be somewhat bittersweet. It's like, no, that's not how it goes. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, but oh well, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, he he seems to be pretty pretty awesome about it. Like it it looks like he's one of those writers where it's like, yeah, it's like, well, even though I made the property, have fun with it, you know. You're paying me good money to enjoy yourself, not to for me to be a critic over it. Right. Kind of how I am with my games. If if a company licenses it, then you, you bought the game, you know, you're buying the rights to it. Who am right. I to tell you? Don't do that to my game unless it's like super drastic, you know? Right. But that, that's what I was going to say. There's a, you know, a corollary to then game designers. If you're, you know, either in development or, you know, like you say, if you, you know, sell a license and the company's like, yeah, we can, you know, we know you had this theme, but we're going to, we're just going to do it this way instead. It, it's got to, and maybe development, not so much, but, but certainly in a licensing aspect, it's like, yeah, but that's not really what, it's not what I envisioned when I made it, you know? <laughs> yeah. I made this really bloody war game. Oh, we're going to put Care Bears on it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's, fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, the, you changed uh, machine guns to hugs. Okay. Well, whatever. Why not? <laughs> well, that makes sense nowadays too. I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> right. We're going to murder your face with <laughs> friendship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, so you, what have you been up to in the last, uh, you know, year since the prior incon and, and now the next couple of months, I know you've been working on, on hit me and getting that Kickstarter all put together and, and putting all those yep. ducks in a row. So what have you been up to? Oh man. Uh, so many games. So I started a, a meetup over the summer cool. for game developers. Cause we actually have a few here in town. Um, the, uh, Carla, William, there, William Baker. The What's going guy. on in here? Hey, come on in. Hey. <laughs> How's it going? Hey, come on in, come on in, come on in. Come see you guys. Sorry. This is the illustrator that I was telling you about. And this is... Austin, nice to meet you. Austin, nice to meet you. Yes, <laughs> so here too. Yes. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, but yeah, uh, what I've been up to is I've just been designing a lot of games. I put together that prototype group partially as a... Uh, a blatant uh, excuse for me to get prototype players, you know, and that wasn't <laughs> the main excuse, but I mean, yeah, it, it was a good one. nonetheless. Yeah. Well, we found out that we had so many uh, game developers oh. in town. It yeah. just made sense. So since then, I think I've made about three or four new games that I have on the game crafter now wow. um, that have been worked out. And then hit me has been my main development right now. So yeah. Yeah. Busy, busy. To say the least. Sweet. And uh, and we should say that the links are in the show notes for all the things for both the great game crafters page, uh, obviously links for the show notes. Um, and you're and you're fully funded already, which is fantastic. It's only been yeah. what, yeah. two yeah. days. Yeah. That's cool. 
Yeah, 42 hours in. And, and, and we're and we got like it. less than $100 away from our second stretch goal now. Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It, we're, we're shrugging along. We were at a board game convention or a board uh, game meetup yeah. last night mm-hmm. when it hit funding. And I'm sure the owner was probably super annoyed by us just yelling, Everybody's party. There was much rejoicing. Yeah. Yay. So it was good times. <laughs> Awesome. That's cool. Well, well, let's let's talk about the game a little bit. So Hit Me is the name of the game. Why don't you tell us uh, what, what's it all about? Okay, yes. so Hit Me is the name of the game. Uh, oh, I see it's coming in. The, sorry. Um, oh, oh, hit, hit Me is the name of the game where you are comic book characters in a comic book style fist fight punching each other in the face. That's the, that's the main concept. Um, it is a press your luck game. So if you played Blackjack or any other push your luck games, Yahtzee, whatever. Um, you know how the basics of this work. And that's why we call it Hit Me is because, you know, Blackjack, hit me. I want another card. Yep. That's how the basic mechanism of it works. So what's cool is you start off with everybody has a deck of cards. It's called their life cards. And there is a deck of cards in the middle called the hit cards. And they all have the same back, but you start off with these 12 cards, which are pretty simple. Um, as you're playing, you draw from the hit deck. That's it. Yep. You want hit cards to punch each other in the face. Hit cards are good. If you get trips, those are bad. Those might make you bust. And whiffs don't actually do anything. There's a couple of whiff <laughs> cards. Other than you send a message, you can put it intimidatingly in front of other players. <laughs> you don't do anything unless you have uh, specific characters. Right. Unless you have specific characters or some expansion add-ons. And then so what happens is, as you're playing hit cards against other players, pressing your luck, trying to get more and more hits, while hopefully not getting trips, the more hits you get, the more cards they discard from their life decks. Well, their life decks show how much life they have. So in a two-player game, there's 40 cards. You have 20 life each. If if Trevor here and I were playing, and he made me discard two or three cards, well, then that goes into a communal discard pile, along with all the cards that were played. The reason all this matters is because the cards in our life deck way better than the ones that are in the starting deck. So as more damage is being dealt the game starts accelerating. I call it communal deck building, because in a way, you're rebuilding that same deck. Once mm-hmm. the deck runs out and the 12 cards, then, uh, yeah, you reshuffle it and continue from there. And then all those awesome or horrible cards uh, get shuffled back into the hit deck for you to uh, continue to punch your friends in the face. Yep. Even more and more. So <laughs> that's the basis of the, of the base game. <laughs> so, yeah. And explain that a little bit. So the, the starter deck has like basic cards. Should it be like a hit times one, a trip time one, where um, the, the life deck is going to have hit times two, hit times three, uh, blocks, and, and some of the other things that are going to, you know, amp up that, that action as you get, you know, lower and lower in life, the stakes get higher and higher. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And one of my favorite cards that I have a couple copies of, we have hit times three. So you're seeing like hit times two, hit times three, so it's gonna start bumping up. But then you see a trip times two. And everybody immediately, as soon as they see I go into the discard <laughs> pile, you go, oh no, oh no. Because oh, no. <laughs> now line. you can no longer wait till you have two trips there. You, if you have one trip, you're like, oh man, there's one of those in there. I know it's in there. How yeah. dare you do this to me? <laughs> so no, yeah. So three <laughs> trips will, will end your turn. So it's like bust on on, uh, on blackjack. So it's like hitting 22. Uh, exactly. So that, that's generally where the push your luck comes in. You know, you see one, you're like, oh, I'm good to go. But then once you get a, you know, trip times two or trip times three, you're like, oh, crap. <laughs> you know, <laughs> do I want to push that? Because then 
if you trip out, all of the hits that were dispersed then go to you. So yes, if there's, right. you know, four hits on the table, you lose four cards right out of your deck. Exactly. It's not just your turn is over. That No, that's too nice. I made it so once you hit three trips, all of the damage you were potentially doing comes right back at you, and that's how many cards you discard. Yep. So if I had a big combo ready of like five or six, maybe even up to like ten, how much was it the other day that we had? <laughs> 17, 17 in a turn. It's in one I think, turn. I think it was posted on the... the um well-played Facebook page. It's like, this doesn't seem physically possible. <laughs> yeah. Who <laughs> shuffled <laughs> these cards? Right? I did. Yeah. <laughs> almost, almost half of the, like, all the players at the at the meetup just, like, stopped and ran over to the table. Like, are you serious? 17 damage in one turn? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, not, and not only that, too. I mean, we not only do you have the, the fancier hits, you have a few other cards, like blocks. Where if you play a block, you discard the last hit card you played because the other player blocks it, you know, real makes mm -hmm. sense. And then you have a counter, which I will show you in a moment once I find it. I know this is really great for airtime. The, the deck is shuffled. So yeah, they are shuffled. Bear with us. Yep, we have a counter, which is the opposite. You discard the last trip card. So if you're sitting on a on a trip times two, then it's real pleasant to see that. Mm -hmm. And then finally, combo. Or you can, combo. You cannot choose to stop. You must play your next two cards, which is That's hilarious. Yeah. 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 yeah, Stop. Everybody's like, "Yeah, I got a combo," and it's totally bad it's for like, them. No, no, that's bad. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you fool. What have you done? <laughs> that's awesome, and yeah. that's it. And 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 play goes around the table, and you know you'll flip cards until you tap out and then people will take that damage. They'll uh, discard cards from their life pile and play goes to the next person until there's one person left standing. Exactly. Or woman. Or yeah. woman. True. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, as, as long as there's one player left with life remaining, it's good. Or as we found out, five-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> last five-year-old. <laughs> Who was talking mad trash. The whole <laughs> awesome. You gotta yeah, start him early. He did seven damage to his dad. And I was like, do you know what you're doing? And he just looked at his dad and was like, I'm going to jack you up. I was like, really? <laughs> Who's your five? He's like, you got to look at him and go. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But you don't know is that kid goes home and plays Halo and is just on, on air like, I'm going to this and that. <laughs> right? Exactly. Thank you. There you go. And he would have better reflexes than me probably too. <laughs> probably, right? Yeah. The hand-eye coordination. No, that those kids lit up when they saw how the game worked, and oh, they, they they played they, it like three or four times. Yeah, at least. It was great. And I heard them murmuring to each other. It's like, Dad, can we buy this? Can we buy this? He was like, Yeah, I don't. We can't buy it at this moment, but we'll, we'll back it. <laughs> well, and, and that's a, that's a beautiful thing about Kickstarter, is um, because the campaign is now already funded. It's basically a pre-order system, so you're guaranteed that you're going to get the game. Mm -hmm. um, now we just wait until the 31st when the campaign finishes yep. and then we get to hit print. Yeah. Um, so, so at this point it's like, uh, the, the beauty of it is even if you don't have the money right now, um, you can always back it and then you'll, it won't charge until the, the campaign finishes. Um, at which point then it'll collect the funds and stuff. And actually there's even like a seven day grace period. So if you're like, Oh, I don't get paid until like two days after it finishes, it's fine. Just, just go back it and don't miss out because 
you could be a part of history, the sweep in the nation. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, it, you yeah. know, plays on a, you know, five or ten minutes. You know, I can see the kids being like super into it because it has like, you know, the old 66 Batman, the pow, kind of like that yeah. sort of, you know, graphic yeah. uh, imagery with yeah. it, which is, exactly. and, and it's and it's bright and it's colorful. Like, it's simple, but it works for what it is. It's, it's you know, it's a filler game. So somebody's late to the D&D session. They're like, hey, I'm going to be there in 10 minutes. Boom, you whip it out and play, you know, two, three games to hit me while you're waiting for somebody to show up. You throw it right. in your backpack. I, mean, I love small filler games because you could mm -hmm. take them anywhere. You just stick them in a cargo pants pocket. You stick them in your book bag. You know, I, I carry mm -hmm. around, I call it my man bag. I have a book uh, book bag or, you know, knapsack that I take with me everywhere. And right. usually it's full of games. So, Right. That's my trunk. That's, what, Gamer, that's my man bag. <laughs> gamers know nothing about uh, man bags. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably hitting in there, right? Yes. <laughs> Double sleep. I'm not an animal. <laughs> That's cool. And, and yeah. you, you, so you've got the the you know the base game is, is the forty cards and the, the all that stuff. But already with even like when the Kickstarter started, boom, we've got two expansions ready to go. So you want yeah. to tell us about those? Sure. Yeah. So each expansion, there's the League of Just Us. Um, you know the standard comic fair. Uh, there's no copyright stuff in here, yeah, but I'll show you whatsoever. anyway. Um, both expansions, the League of Justice and the second expansion, the Marvelous Expansion. X-Expansion. Um, yeah. Um, they all have colored hits, whiffs, and shields. It's and the way they work... Up. Yeah, it's kind of showing it's up with the sleeves. Yeah, green. Now, the way they work is they just work like hits or whiffs, hit times ones, like any other hits or whiffs if somebody else draws it. But if you draw one of your own color, it adds a hit to it. So it benefits the player that has it. Also, they shuffle into your life deck, so mm -hmm. you have more life, so you can play it a little bit longer. <laughs> now, your shield is like a one-time big nope card. If Trevor was dealing damage to me, like let's say 15 damage in one turn, once per game, I flip it over, prevent all the damage. It's a one-time use, but that's that's your survival. It's just that, like... Oh, I'm, well, and that's what that's what happened uh, last night was someone had 17 damage, and all of a sudden he's like, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll stop there. And the guy went, oh, okay, I'll use my shield. <laughs> <laughs> and just, like, stared at him. <laughs> so it's my turn next, right? And then he went on. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so it's like, oh, ouch. Right. Nice. You got four sets of those per expansion, and you, each expansion you get four characters. Um, I if have it's, the math if it helps it show up better on camera. Oh, that's okay. I'll just read them off. Um, the League of Just Us has Amazonia, which if you're a Magic the Gathering player, you know, like the scry technique kind of. That's kind of what she does. You look at the top three cards, you can choose any of them to discard, which is awesome. And you put them back in any order. And so I've seen people, if they have like nothing but trips, they're like, okay, cool. They put it back. They're like, your turn. <laughs> it's yeah, like, wait, right. what? Why would you? Like, I don't, I don't know what you're doing here. Then we have Beefy Dude, who's uh, the big bovine. The bovine of iron. Yeah, the bovine of iron. Because some people have a man of steel. We have a bovine of iron. <laughs> and him, simple, four trips to bust. Oh, did we did we show Amazonia? Oh, no, I don't think so. There we go. Yeah. So there's going to be an audio version and a video version as well. Awesome. Yep. So for audio listeners, you need to watch the video because you're <laughs> missing out. Right. Because, uh, you know, it's not like the character illustrator is here or anything. <laughs> 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 and then we have uh, Copperman, where once you play a combo card, 
Then well, you discard all the trips. Expansion. Oh, that is marvelous for, expansion. For so. League of Justice, next is Witch Digit. Yep. Our Indiana Jones Batman hybrid. Then we have Bull Hockey, who's a magician throwing cards, who doesn't miss. So the whiffs turn to hits. Yep. Which is awesome. For him only. Then we have uh, Copperman now into yep. the marvelous now into the expansion. marvelous expansion. Yeah. Copperman. So his, when you play a combo, you discard all your previous trip cards, which is pretty awesome. Commander Kokomo, which is kind of like a frat boy uh, military guy there. Yep. He's once per game, you get an additional shield. He has a Vibronium Frisbee. <clears throat> then we have Angermang, where he, he's awesome. He, he seems entirely overpowered. If you draw a hit times three, it's doubled. It becomes a hit times six. Nice. But there's only two. And then finally, Blue Steeler, where anytime he gets damage, it's minus one hit. Who's kind of a uh, our Hulk and Wolverine, respectively, Anger Mangan. Yep. And uh, there's a promo. Yep. And then we have a promo character, uh, Death Lake. The water with the wine. There's yep. no mark with the mouth. <laughs> and then uh, his once per turn, uh, on any turn, you can choose to discard every card you've played and restart your turn, basically. Well, and then uh, uh, the League of Justice also comes with a promo. Uh, the Crybanite. My favorite card. The trip times three. It's just, it's a fail. Yeah, instant fail. <laughs> it's so beautiful. So yeah, those are the those are the base character expansions. And we just announced uh, an all-female pack. Yeah, which that's has, the one I've been waiting on. Yeah, there is. Girl power. Lighthouse, Necronomica. Necronomica, uh, um, Black Mambo. Black what? Mambo, the dancer, yeah. Yeah, and... and uh, <laughs> The professor. The professor. Yeah, and they're they're gonna be an all girl pack. Um, we're still playtesting, and the the wording is gonna be a little bit different. But generally speaking, if you want to see it, uh, I just updated on the on the Kickstarter page, and I'll be doing that as well. Just so yeah, a lot of expansions planned, and we have more planned in the in the works right now. As yep. we hit certain stretch goals, we're gonna be announcing more and more characters, more abilities, more accessories. For those watching at home, not not if. When? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's already out of control. <laughs> now, it, it, now, with all you, you know, you said you have a bunch of you know stretch goals and stuff planned, and you already have things in the works. Do you do you approach that with some trepidation? Because like your goal wasn't huge. It's you know, it's it's a deck of cards with a box. So you're like, okay, cool. I need this amount of money. But Kickstarter being what it is now, people are like, oh. Well, that's cool. I'll wait and see what kind of stretch goals they have. Like it, it, it becomes sort of that. Well, I can buy it at the store, or I'm going to back this for less money and give me a ton of stuff. So, is there like, you know, how far do we go? You know, at what point does this come, you know, cost prohibitive if we're going to offer, you know, the moon and the stars? Well, the good, the good thing is, yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it's something you have to worry about legitimately. We, we've worked it out so where, since everything is generally a small print run. Uh, which we've gotten large print run quotes as well, so we know how to expand it if it gets to that point. But right now, you know, uh, we have, I think, a little over 30 backers that are mm -hmm. helping us reach our goal. And even if we get more, uh, we could easily just add on more expansions and add them on. Mm -hmm. um, we're using a, a pretty great company here in, or here in the United States called uh, The Game Crafter, and they're a print-on-demand service. And so the stuff that they print we're able to get and then receive and then bring out to the, all the other people. So it, it's it's less of um, 
do we need to make a minimum print order or and it's more of like how many do we need to print and mm -hmm. click the the quantity click submit and then we send it to our wonderful backers after that you know yeah. so that's the good news and and i've used that company for prototypes and i use it for selling my other games as well so i i'm mm -hmm. i absolutely love the way that they work so and it's, it's really great quality oh yeah Components, yeah. Great, great bunch of guys over there at uh, at Game Crafter telling you that company. You can edit this huge. out. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. And you also have some exclusive stuff. You've got metal cards for the characters. That's pretty cool. We don't don't normally yeah. see that on a yep. small yep. Kickstarter uh, I have like them right here. It's hard to see because they also have the sleeves. It looks kind of dull. Um, but I that's have, I do have matte ones again. Yep. Okay. The if anybody oh, is familiar okay. with uh, like collectible card games or like foil cards and all that stuff, it looks almost the exact same on the front, except they are 100% aluminum with a poly polymer coating to prevent scratching. Yeah. And that. Yep. So it's super that, that shiny. That shine is not from the sleeve. That shine is from the card. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All nine of the characters end up being like a pound of metal. It's so oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could you could kill a guy with it. I swear it's beautiful. Hurt my hand. Yeah. So we're doing those as a as an exclusive. You can pick your favorite character as um, a five dollar add on. Yep. Uh, for each character, or if you do all eight of the the two base expansion characters, then you can get our ninth one, De Dead Lake or Death Death Lake Death for Lake. free. Yeah. So. Well, and and at this point, I mean. The stretch goal. If if we keep hitting stretch goals like this, you know, it's not outside of the realm of possibility to add metal cards for future expansions as well and stuff. So just yeah. as it continues to go, we'll continue. Like if it, if if you keep paying for it, we'll keep making stuff. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's good. Cool. And I think you'd mentioned on the Kickstarter, like it's at the printer, it's ready to go. So like turnaround when it funds is yeah. not a you know, it's not one of those things where okay, well, we'll talk to you in a year, you know, we'll get yeah. stuff out of you. It's, it's like like yeah. a couple of yeah. months, right? Our, our goal we're looking for uh, hopefully by tabletop day um, yeah. we should have it, if not by like early May. Yeah. Um, the, the only thing that might set us back a little bit is just the fact that we are doing so many new expansions mm -hmm. and we have, we have to make sure that we just have the art ready by then and ready to be printed. But yeah, yeah. it we could do that while we're waiting from the Kickstarter payment and knock that out. No problem. So it, it's, yeah, we're finishing play testing for many of the expansions right now. And it's all just a matter of getting it to people who want to play it. Mm -hmm. So cool. Now, it, Trevor, is this the first game you've designed art for, or are you an artist? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, no, I, I, uh, I grew up loving comics, um, watching comic book cartoons. I'm a comic, well, I, I work at a comic book store in, in Las Cruces here. Um, so I've just kind of always immersed myself into uh, that nature. And I never really, like I always liked to draw superheroes. That was my thing as a kid. And so I, like, I just kind of thought, you know, uh, my, my go-to was, wouldn't it be fun if... Mm -hmm. Um, and so like with, with Amazonia, for example, it was like, well, wouldn't it be fun if we had like Wonder Woman, but also Sailor Moon. And so she's like the, the warrior princess kind of thing. And so her, like all of the, all of the abilities too, what's really cool is like, because Danny is such a brilliant designer, um, they're all thematic. 
So like, you know, she's a warrior princess. She prepares for battle. That's why you get to draw the top three and prepare your first draw. Um, Blue Steeler is kind of our, uh, um, like Wolverine-esque. So he takes minus one damage always, whether it's an opponent's or if he trips up because he's got that healing factor. Uh, you know, beefy dude was like, well, he's, he's, which <laughs> my favorite part about the, the promo for the, the League of Just Us is the Krybonite um, being an immediate fail for anyone except for beefy dude because he's supposed to be supervised. Yeah. So <laughs> it's got, we've got the, the, you know, kryptonite and Superman and he's the one person that isn't weak to it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's it's the first time I've ever done art for a game. Um, most of my drawing has ever been uh, just like boredom. Yeah, boredom, yeah. doodles, things like that. I actually have the the original cards with me, and it was something that I I decided early on that I want. I I believe in in our game enough that I did not pre sketch. I took a Sharpie and blank white cards and put ink to paper. And so there was no mistakes, just happy accidents. So nice. every single one was like, if if a line goes out of place, that's it. It's there. And then I fixed it all. And <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like you do. And fix them all. Yeah. That's, no, too that's cool. Yeah. Um, are is there anything else going on with the Kickstarter that we should we should uh, bring to table? I saw you had uh, like a, an exclusive tier at a hundred bucks to like get all the bells and whistles, which I saw were sold out. I was like, damn, that's that's sweet because like that like that was the the best bang for your buck, right? It's a hundred bucks, but you literally yeah. get everything. Yeah, and that's that's one of the things we didn't mention about that pledge level is um, we want to say thank you to our super backers. And mm-hmm. so as we unlock stretch goals, you don't pay a penny more. Yeah. It's We're gonna send you all dead. Extra expansion. So like, yeah. you know, right now if you went a la carte and added everything, it comes out to seventy-five dollars plus the three dollars shipping. Eighty now with the new expansion. Eighty with the new expansion. So eighty-three when you add the shipping. Um, and who knows, within the next day we could have another expansion. So just you know, the it the add-ons keep adding up. Yep. Um, but with the super backers, it's like hundred bucks flat not a penny more because you got in at that level yep and not only on top of that we had a we had an idea for a couple extra things we could throw in it's like how could we really make it worthwhile to the backers and um one of the ideas that we came up with is well why don't we sign stuff yep um i i personally don't like signing things but i will and uh (laughs) if if people think that my signature is value and not devaluing their games then sure Mm -hmm. you know that's my appreciation to them I probably won't sit and sign every card, but I'll certainly sign whatever you want me to. Um, unless they right? every card, yes. then I might. You know, the, the running gag is uh, Danny will tell people I will happily deface and drop the value. <laughs> drop of your the game. value of your game by signing. <laughs> I tell them, and then I'll bring it back up by adding mine. So, right. we'll balance. And then, uh, and then on top of that, we're thinking, well, what else could, cool could we do? Because at our at our job at Zia Comics, we both demo games consistently. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that we're really proud of is, yeah. is I'm a teacher as my full-time job. And then I teach games as my part-time job and I love it. And so we're thinking, well, if we really want people to understand the game and have a good time, our super backers, will do a Google Hangouts with you or a mm-hmm. Skype call, Facebook live, whatever. And we'll whatever teach you the game. Easiest for them. Yeah. 
Um, in fact, one of our super backers, I asked him, I was like, so uh, like, you know, since you're here in person and you already backed up the super level, like what works for you? Do you want to do Google Hangout? Do you want to do Facebook Live? What do you want to do? And he was like, I want a 15 minute dance video of you celebrating. <laughs> I, I, we'll do it. I will make that playlist. I will no shame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so expect that when the campaign wraps <laughs> or don't. Yeah, don't we, we are considering adding a few more super backer levels. We're not mm-hmm. sure yet. At some um, point in the campaign. But, and of course, keep an eye out. If there's enough demand, which I mean, it seems like we have possibly one more hint, hint. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll take a look at it and see if there's enough demand. Then, then yeah, we'll probably add some more, you know, because... Man, everybody loves these metal cards. That's that's what yeah. gets everybody giddy. Is yeah, slamming down chunky metal cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think at Rincon you just had like scraps of paper right at that point. Like I don't I don't think <laughs> you had any of that stuff ready to go. So it, it's cool to see them, you know, in print. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Make use of that cardboard. Yeah. If you ever opened up a booster pack of Dice Masters, the little protective rules card that. It was blank on one side. That's perfect for prototyping. Yep. Right. So, Sharpie and a dice man. Right. Yep. Trim it to fit in the sleeve. It, it works. They give, they give us free prototype cards. What's not to love? <laughs> there you go. Right. Now, have you considered um, uploading any of the stuff to Tabletopia? I think that's the name of it, where you can go in and virtually play, you know, all different games. I don't know how complex that is. Yeah, if you have uh, to, like, know the coding I, and stuff. I downloaded Tabletopia. I don't have any experience trying it. I downloaded it and then I did not open it yet because then I bought and downloaded Tabletop Simulator, which I've heard about um, Mm -hmm. before. And so I worked my way through it for about four or five hours just trying to find a way to upload it. So I I believe, if I'm not mistaken, you can go to um, Tabletop Simulator, Mm -hmm. search for Hit Me and be able to download the base set and be able to play it for free on there. So if you have Tabletop Sim... Go get it. Um, I'm pretty sure it works. Uh, I, I had one comment that just said broke, and I don't know if don't they know were broke, happens. if the link was broken, if some, if the if they think the game is broken. I don't know. So, um, oh yeah, I gotta go. Context. Yeah. yeah. When it comes to comments. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll probably go email him and see what happened. But <laughs> if it's like an uploaded file that maybe missed out, then I'll, yeah. I can fix that. So, but yeah. Cool. Yeah, I've I've looked into it to just to play games, and then it's you know you get everything all set up, and I'm like, ah, screw it, I'm gonna do this later, and I've never actually followed through and played anything. <laughs> yeah, it it was hard for me because like that actually that that's one of the few situations where I've seen this game take a half hour because I I couldn't get my microphone to work, so I'm typing the instructions on how to play it to one person at a time, which they've been awesomely patient. And then I, I like just grabbing one card and then flipping it over and putting it on the table is about a 30 second task sometimes, you know? Yeah. Because you, you pull too long and you have the whole deck. And it's like, no, don't put it back. And You're right. you know, where everything is, it, 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 it worked, you know? And I'll probably still be doing more demos too for anybody who wants to try it. But. So, it was something else to so do. So it sounds to me like what you're saying, Danny, is uh, though the tabletop simulator version is free and playable. Um, it's better to have a physical one. Yeah, it takes about thirty so. seconds to set up the physical <laughs> one and about two minutes to play. So, uh, at, you know, ten bucks. That's yeah. that's that's the price of lunch. Skip lunch for a day and play Hit Me. 
Uh, <laughs> that's your Starbucks right there. No. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. No, that's half a Starbucks right there. <laughs> yeah, inflation. It's a venti-sized uh, version right. of Hit Me. <laughs> you should put that on the Kickstarter. That's awesome. <laughs> it's a venti-sized hit card game. <laughs> Oh, That's why didn't awesome. you call that no. box? You can get the venti box. <laughs> the venti box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now cool. you, you, you guys work at the at the comic store at least part time and and demo a bunch of games. What 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 are your favorite games to play? <laughs> okay, very I'm, differed. I, we are extreme. So we do sometimes shows <laughs> between us where we're arguing mm-hmm. over top tens and yeah. other games. Personally, um, Zia comics. <laughs> At, at the store, I love playing Happy Salmon. I think that's one of the funnest games to to watch people play and run around the store. And my boss gets mad at me because sometimes they knock over product. And, you know, it's so... <coughs> it's so, so wonderful. Um, I like playing... I like demoing timed games and, like, uh, like stuff like Flatline, um, Fuse, yep. uh, any of the escape room ones. I love... Mm-hmm showing those to people escape uh, well um, but but like personally not not even necessarily the ones you demo because you, you uh, if I remember the question you said what kind of games do we like to play or was it more like no play like it, at home if you get a chance to play at all home okay. games. oh okay. yeah so not not demo related what kind of games do you usually play euros euros yeah. which is ironic because that's completely different than I mean I do like push your luck games I do like uh I don't oh, see it. Deck builders, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, Euros are probably my my tried and true. I love I can yeah. play a good Euros and Abstract. Game. Abstract strategy, yeah. And and lately uh, you've been doing a lot of legacy. Oh yeah, I play so much legacy games, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's it's almost sad now. It's like it's like why are you buying all these games to enjoy <laughs> and tear up? It's like you don't understand, it's a real thing. <laughs> It's beautiful. Yeah, this is literally what I ask every time. He's like, "Yeah, I got charter stumped." I mean, if you want me to come over and tear up your cards, I will. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I will convince um, him. Yeah. To tear yeah, up my uh, cards. For me personally, it's a lot of uh, storytelling games. Um, Mice and Mystics is one of my favorites. Um, Ashes: Rise of the Phoenixborn, um, also really good. Also, I'm a big storytelling fan game. of plaid hat games right now. Like that's kind of my jam lately. Um, I also like uh, like um, scenario-driven games, like uh, um, the Ninja Turtles one is pretty high up there. Um, second only to hit me. Um, <laughs> I'm shameless. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I tend to do like a lot of storytelling, um, RPG in a box kind of games, because um, that's, that's what I like. I, I kind of, yeah. I came into this through uh, improv, uh, for years and years and years, I did improv and acting and all that stuff. And then uh, through finding out about like RPG style games, storytelling games, I came into board games and was like, oh, there's so much out there, you know, for because it's been what five years, well, six years now, because we're in 2018, um, to just kind of like see that it's more than Clue and Monopoly, yep. yeah, you know. Yeah. 
Yep. There's a huge world of games now. Like I, you know, I grew up playing Parcheesi and you know all that kind of stuff. You know, Millborns, and it's like, what? Yeah. Are, what <laughs> board, like, what are these things now? But <laughs> wait, you don't play Parcheesi anymore? I mean, I I have a good set over here. I I haven't played Parcheesi <laughs> in probably 25 years. <laughs> if you want a really good roll and move game, I'm going to tell you right now. Get well if you want a modern good roll and move game. I really like Rattlebones. Uh, personally, but if you want a good older roll and move game, either Senate or the Royal Game of Her, and those are like two of the oldest games, but they're yeah. so fun. I think they they have they officially said that Ur is the oldest game. Senate is thirty five hundred BC, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> so didn't have dice invented, you so roll you roll sticks. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And I, for audio listeners, we don't usually talk in uh, stereo like this. You're right. It's like we're finishing each other's sandwiches. Um, I was not going to lead into that. He left you. <laughs> he left you. That was an underrated pitch, man. That's uh, like you go for a high five and they look at you and go, no. no. It's like that hockey. <laughs> no, I, the guy sitting on the bench and he goes to like high five the guy and he doesn't look at him. So he looks at his fist and he bumps his gloves together. <laughs> right. Fine, I'll high five myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just, oh, man. I just yeah. picked up Through the Desert for uh, for Christmas. Yeah. I pre-spent Christmas money. I picked up that and mm, something else. I remember what I bought. I think I got the expansion for Eminent Domain. Oh, uh, nice! Right, or Seth one Jeffy. of them anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. So, I, I got a Through the Desert. It's fun. Yeah, through the. Did you get the new one? Or the older I did. One. I got the one from Z-Man Games, the, the reissue. Oh, mm. I, I am envious. So about a year ago, there was a there was like a, a clearance sale. I won't say what company it was, but it was a board game company doing a clearance sale of about... No, they were, they were doing a bunch of uh, used games, and they weren't yeah. their product. It was, it was a completely different company. They're like, we just had... These old games we in have the warehouse. Things, we have shelves. They need to be empty. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So they they threw a picture of a bunch of cool games, and one of them was through the desert. I was like, okay, I'm there. I'll order it. So I ordered that bundle, and I got through the desert in the mail. It was missing the board. Oh. <laughs> and I and I contacted him. I was like, so I kind of know where this is gonna go, but I just want to say, if you find the board, can you throw me a message? <laughs> but uh, they're like, no. dude, we don't even produce that game. I'm sorry. They're like, but if we find the board, we'll keep you in mind. But I, you know, if it's not in the box, there's no way it's anywhere around here. Wow, that's, that's messed up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I have a bunch of, like, pastel camels, so that's cool. <laughs> yeah. I could use them in my games and, now, and now part of Now you just part it. Yeah. You just break it down for part Yeah. Like, that's I've been true. meaning to make a camel-themed game. Mm. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Call it my humps. Um, right. <laughs> I have to pick up uh, Tigris and Euphrates now because I have Samurai. So if I pick up Tigris and Euphrates, I'll have the the tile laying trilogy, as it as it's so called. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then you could go from there and then get like the new um, the new tile laying trilogy of like Patchwork, um, Baron Park. Is Baron Park one of them? No. I I picked. um, I played Baron Park before. It it was reminded me of, of Patchwork quite a bit. Yeah, there, there's three by the same designer, whoever, Uwe Rosenberg. Yeah. Beast of Odin, I think, was one of them as well. But he did three of them that all use similar tiles. 
And yeah, that's the new tile laying is is tetrominoes. <laughs> yeah. <you know>? yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, what, you we were talking, you know, pre-interview about Euros. You you had an interesting story in regards to uh, Euro gaming. So yes. Um, <laughs> so amongst the prototype night, I've came up with some of the weirdest. Uh, I wanted to tell you about these because I haven't told people on like online, but I wanted to tell you about some of the concepts that I've been coming up with lately. And one of them is a Euro game. I'm working on a medieval Euro game um, that has about 200 cards. Um, it has a really neat uh, dice drafting mechanism where you're shifting different colors of dice in uh, in the courtyard, which is a six uh, four by four grid. We should call it King Me. We'll just make a series of me games. Yeah, just games about yeah, myself. Just and me. Yeah. Blank me. King Me. Hit me. We've got a whole line. Yeah, the me line. Stay tuned. And uh, so I've been working on that euro, and that's been taking me a couple months now, and I'm still working yeah, on it. Yeah, but I um, mean, the the heavier the game is, the more playtesting yeah. goes into it. Like with Hit Me, it, it was in development for what, like a year and a half, I think. Hit Me. Yeah, wasn't it? Did you come up with it in 2017? Hit Me was this summer. Was that's right? Yeah. Or no, it maybe little... that feels like it was bad. Well, I'm sorry playing my game feels that long, but, you know. <laughs> well, no, it just, it's just it been a long road to get to here, and now it's like... Yeah, sitting all of this yeah. at once. No, uh, that was about a half-year development. That wasn't too bad because it was such an easy filler game. Mm-hmm. But um, so one of the games I wanted to tell you about, I wanted, I originally was making that as my Euro game, but because it's prototype night, it was, it's a good excuse for me to make just absolute absurd ideas for games and watch people play them. So I was thinking there's no good football games... Like, everything is either <laughs> dice and stat rolling or random chance games. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen a good... Or, or miniatures games like a, like a Blood Bowl. Like Blood Bowl, yeah. You yeah. Know, got the ruler for how far your guy ran. Right. And, and, so, and I thought, like, the beauty of the sport football... I'm not a football fan, but I, I appreciate it just fine. And the beauty of it is the chaos that happens as soon as the ball is hiked. So I made a game where you have a large... Uh, felt mat that's the board and each of the 10 yards is the spacing of a card and you're flipping the card over on it over on itself as running it and it's all real time you're flipping cards on top of each other as they're tackling and then at some point you can call stop and you can try and kick the ball like finger football (laughs) you can't tell me that's not fun (laughs) that sounds pretty cool yeah and i had like grown men's grown men giggling like schoolgirls the entire time (laughs) While schoolgirls were watching them, laughing also, because they are like, why are You're they getting... For a whole excited? different reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then I, I'm working on one a prototype right now um, that's about uh, worship, <laughs> oh, worshiping uh, a volcano. <laughs> and so you're all racing to the top of this volcano. You're a tribe. And you're, you know, you're bringing other people there um, to make the, the volcano god happy. I won't say what you're doing with them, but... They happen to be on the island, and you're bringing them up there to the top to uh, visit the volcano god. <laughs> and um, um, the, the the offerings are uh, perhaps uh, chaste, one could say. Um. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and so yeah, it's like such a ridiculous game. And I I built a 3D board for it that that's basically a bunch of box lids, and they're like nesting, and they overlap on each other, and the corners that overlap everything. That's the spaces of the board that you're climbing up. So, has a really cool 3D mechanism. To yeah, it. you, you or, literally build like 
a tower out of yeah, but, yeah like Russian nesting dolls. They just stack on top mm-hmm. of each other and make this like cubic volcano. Yeah, <laughs> cubic volcano. That's a good, <laughs> a good way to say it. Yeah. Hey, I just came up with the next name for it. <laughs> yeah. So that that's been my Euro games because I I feel like I've been producing too many filler games lately. So I decided to really focus on Is on my medieval games. Well, no, but I mean, I, after I've released Hit Me and then I've released Driving Me Crazy yeah. and then Formidable Opponents and then Back Alley Bandits, all of those games play under a half hour, mm-hmm. and it's you know they're pretty straightforward, but you know. And hit me is the shortest of all of those, and it plays, and it and yeah. So I decided to work on an actual big game in case people think I'm just, you know, a filler gamer. But yeah, is there is there a different mindset to go from, you know, a shorter filler style game to, you know, a heavier bigger box game? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because when I do bigger box games, like um, you, I don't know if you remember Candidate Land. I think I showed you it. Way yeah. back, yeah, my political deck building game that nobody's played since the election. Who knew? Um, <laughs> yeah, who knew? Uh, at, whenever I get into a game like that, um, I do hours and days and weeks of research. So for this medieval game, I've been researching like different medieval towns to possibly base it off of um, how peasants and lords lived at the time. Um, so like the political game, I researched every single president. And like the history of politics and democracy in the United States, and yeah, it's a whole different mindset. Where in Hit Me, it's like, how do you research being punched in the face? <laughs> well, I grew up a nerd, so I know it a little bit, but you know, I mean, then there's always kind of the the uh, comic book nerd sounding board that that you know yeah. he could bounce stuff off. Just like so, so like this could be like this character. I'm like, oh, so like uh, we could do like uh, Batman for you know <laughs> always has the thing prepared that he needs. Yeah, we can make it that character. Yeah, it's like Bat. Who? What? I don't. Right. <laughs> not familiar with that, so, that guy. That so, guy? So, so you didn't bring that uh, hit three with you, did you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See what he did there? What you yeah. did anyway? What he did there? Yeah. <laughs> Ray Charles saw what I did there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we we have just some absurd stuff, and then yeah. so. Keep an eye out for that Euro game. Hopefully, I don't. It's a working title. Medieval game is the working title at the moment. I don't actually have a name for it, but until I convince him to go with King Me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. And I think at Rincon you said you'd sold a couple of games since the last time I talked to you. Yeah. So. Oh, um, that was the other filler. Was um. Uh, tie dice. Tie dice. Yes. Gotta talk so, about tie dice. But well, the first one I'll talk about is I sold a pack of um, abstract games that by themselves, like you would have to spend like twenty or thirty dollars for, and it was a real quick, simple game that didn't have like beautiful pieces or anything like that. It was just more of a concept, but the games themselves were really fun, and I made a series of five of them, and uh, Playford Games just picked it up, and they they make either really awesome war games or abstract strategy games, which is really cool. And so I, I got to meet the owner of that um, at at uh, Gamma this year, and he picked up the whole collection of five to be putting into some of his uh, uh, abstract, um, I think they're called like the Ancient Games, or uh, it's, the, name is, the name is he told me Ancient Treasure Chest, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and um, they're a compilation of that, and he has a big book, and so five of those are going to be in there. 
um, I think three of them in this one, Inuit, um, Stella, and I think one more, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, and uh, then Tide Ice. So um, that's not, that might not be the ending title. Uh, Quick Simple Fun Games picked it up, and so I'm going to be, I don't know how much I'm for, allowed to say. Uh, but. Yeah, so uh, it's the company that's done like Veggie Garden, uh-huh. uh, Russian Bash, Muse, Muse, Celestia, Hanamakoji, the American Hanamakoji. Printing. Yeah. Um, yeah, they have so much good stuff. And yeah, the, the, the workers there, they're just awesome. Mm-hmm. And so they picked up my dice game. And so we don't know what the final theme is, but originally it was a, a tie-dye theme because, you know, I like heavy themes. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, and nobody else has made a tie-dye game before, except surprisingly not Andy Looney. They, he is not. Yeah. Which really surprises me. Um, I but, don't think he owns a non-tie-dye shirt. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I think it's only tie-dye. I yeah. think it is. Um, I've never seen him without tie-dye. So, um, I gave a copy of that to him at Gamma this year. I was like, this is a, a token of appreciation. You guys are awesome. So, <laughs> um, Who doesn't love a good game of flux? Yeah, right? And so, um, yeah, they, they, um, they're going to be printing that hopefully sometime this year. Um, and I can, t- I'll let you, I'll be sure to let you know as soon as I find out. So, yeah. Cool. Hopefully by Gamma. Hopefully by Gamma. I'm really hoping. Yeah. Well, I'm that's awesome. Do. Yeah, congrats on, on getting a couple of games sold. That that's really cool. Like it's cool that you have them up on GameCraft. People can buy them. They're out there. You know, hitting these funded. People can you know can order that. But it, it's cool to be like, hey, someone else, like someone in the industry, is like, this is cool, and you did a good thing, and we want it, and we're gonna sell it. Like that's that's got to be such an awesome, an awesome feeling as a designer. Yeah, it, it's rewarding yeah. to say the least. Because or it's it's not just rewarding; it's validating. You know, mm-hmm. all this work that I've been going to, it's like ah, oh, finally, like people are seeing what I'm trying to do here. And when I go to so when I sold these to the publishers and they sat down with me and took time out of their busy schedules to sit down and they played it and they're like, "Whoa, I see what you're doing here. This is cool," you know. And they and they had fun playing it. Oh, that's a that's validating. It's it's beyond validating. So, yeah. Cool. I highly encourage everyone to try it sometime. It's really good. <laughs> we So Vince and I actually made a board game in 1997. And at that time, there was no Kickstarter. There was no, you know, mm-hmm. any of this kind of stuff. So we submitted through an agent and the whole thing. And they were like, nope, we don't want that. And it looks like, you know, this game, this game, this game. And I'm like, that's kind of the point. You know, it was like a risk style you know, oh, yeah. scenario. I'm like, well, that, that, yeah, that, this, that's what we're emulating to do. Yeah. And now, like, lo, all these years later, they have, uh, you know, like medieval uh, risk and, you know, all these other games are like, well, shit. Like, I think, I think we did that already. Like, <laughs> right? yeah. It, it's all a matter of being at the right place at the right time, right? You know, it's, yeah. And, and I know I've made candidate some. Man, a candidate land knows. knows <laughs> yeah. That, my political deck building wow. knows that all wow. too well. That was about a daily. You got to strike while the iron's hot. And if you yeah. miss the boat, yeah. she has set sail. Yeah. Hope uh, you enjoy the shore. So maybe candidate land will be released around what? It would be 2020, I guess. It would be the next election. We'll see. Who knows? Maybe it'll be the 20th game from uh, No Cash Value Games. Maybe because our games are priceless. You heard it here first. Myth oh, confirmed. There you go. <laughs> right. Well, that's cool. And it, it's timeless, right? So, like, it's already done. So, like, every election, you're like, hey, what about this one? <laughs> yep. 
And so I didn't tell you about, uh, I think you saw the game as its basis, but I don't think I, I'm still working on the expansion. Um, 45 unique character abilities that you play with throughout the whole game, one for every president we've ever had. And so I had to spend countless, countless Possibly hours including researching. the present. Yeah, yeah, it's all 45. And um, the, my, one, like, if you throw a present at me, I might be able to remember them and tell you what they, what they did. But like what one of my favorites was uh, Gerald Ford. He doesn't have a character ability because he was never elected. <laughs> he's the president, so it's like, oh, you know, he's he's a great guy, I'm sure, but you know, like no character. <laughs> um, yeah, my, no, my personal favorite was uh, uh, William Howard Taft. Oh, William Taft. So yeah, uh, the way his character worked it was pretty simple. Um, you have little character meeples, candidate meeples, and you're moving them amongst the states to campaign there. And you get a bonus for doing that. You get, like, it, it costs less votes to buy the states. Well, the thing is, Taft, he gets a big bonus for for being on a state. He gets minus two votes, which is more than anybody else. But his meeple doesn't move. It stays where it is. Because so. <laughs> he was the, the uh, certainly not the most felt of our commanders-in-chief. Right. <laughs> yeah. Taft. <laughs> yeah, his was pretty good. And then... And then William Henry Harrison, he's a good example. <laughs> Hit him, you take three turns at the beginning of the game, back to back, and then you discard his card. <laughs> <laughs> so he might have been a good president, but you never know past you know the third turn. So Yeah, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> well man, that's a lot of work going inside to you know like Obviously, everybody knows it's work to design a board game, come up with a theme, do the mechanics, all that kind of stuff. But like, that's like a whole other level of, you know, <laughs> researching American history, so I could come up with a right. power for a character card. Right. Exactly. No. It, I mean, it, like watching a like a twenty minute excerpt on an ex president to try to figure out what is he best known for. And there's so many presidents, like Zachary Taylor. Yeah. Like, what do you know about him? Right. I loved him in Home Improvement. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was a great actor. No, it, and yeah, it was just there was no good way to to get some of them because even like the historians were like, yeah, the, the, this president, he was number fourteen, and then 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 Abraham got elected. And yeah. let me tell you about him. Mm-hmm. It's like what? Like how do I make a card out of this? But I, for a while, I was working on a game about new about New Mexico ghost towns. And I purposefully drove to a lot of them to just try and get a historical background and how their economics well, became. In, goes in some cases, that. drove past. In some cases, drove past and didn't notice <laughs> some it. Some of them, the, the roads room. don't go there anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wait, there's a ghost town there? There was. <laughs> Even the ghost town's a there's ghost a town. There's a stick in a field now. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to trust that stick. <laughs> yeah. Here lies Derriere. Derriere has a couple of people that live there. Not many, but not for long. Um. <laughs> so bad. Yeah, but so yeah, that's that's the level of commitment I try and do for the filler games. I enjoy doing them, but uh, yeah, it's you know they're more like like hey, I made this awesome stuff like hit me, but I didn't have to research for it. So it's it's the difference between a snack and a meal. Yeah, you know, yeah. sometimes you just need a snack. Yeah, you're not hungry. You just want a snack. Versus sometimes you just want a good meaty, you know, a steak. Um, so hit me's hit me's a, a box of fries, and 
things like excavate and candidate land or, or stakes. Yeah. For sure. And and you're gonna like for me, I'm all over the map. Like I love a filler game, I like Euro, I'm I'm I'll play almost anything. Like it's funny, I'll see things sometimes come across Twitter and people are like, Oh, I just picked up all one. I'm like, I don't know, that doesn't why that doesn't seem fun. Like just to see the pictures, maybe see description. Like, I don't know. I don't get it. And, yep. and lanterns was like that for me initially when I saw it, I'm like, I don't, yeah, maybe I guess it could be fun, but I picked it up and it's, and I enjoy it. And my parents will, it's one of the few games my parents will play. Um, so that one's worked out really well. So I, like, I'll just pick up anything. I do really like abstract games. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll do the euros, but you know, area control, abstract, like you know, the Kinesia games are are just a ton of fun. Samurai right. and you know, yeah. through the desert and stuff like that. Even like um, you know, Seven Ronin or you know, like Hexagony or like any of those sorts of things. Like I, I'm I'm in for all that, and a lot of it's two player stuff because I'll do a lot of games with my brother. So it's like you know, screw you, I I beat you again. <laughs> like you know, one determined winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I. I'm like the exact opposite way. When it came to lanterns, I was like, man, that looks boring as sin. That's right up my alley, you know? <laughs> I, I had that expectation. It's like, that looks like totally something I would enjoy. And I ended up going, ah. I, yeah. I, I mean, I see the appeal, but I didn't I didn't end up enjoying it as much as I thought I would have because it looks so awesomely boring. But it's like, like that's the kind of but game that I love. it's actually a fun game. Know? Yeah. See, Danny likes horrible, boring games. <laughs> <laughs> I like fun ones. Yeah. I mean, I like it. It's just that, I don't know. When I first played it, I was like, oh, okay. I guess. It's okay. <laughs> what? I, I don't, there hasn't been very many games that I've picked up that I haven't. And you're like, oh, man, I wish I didn't get that game. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm willing to play it. And there's games that we play a lot of. Like, we'll play Eminent Domain at any point. We'll play Splendor thousands awesome. of times, you know, even without the, like I got the expansion for it to spice it up a little bit, yep. but I, I, we love it, you know, and it, and it's that ex escalation. A lot of times we do two players with so screw you. I'm getting that card or whatever. Like I just, I don't know. I love it. <laughs> yeah. No, Spl Splendor is amazing. Yeah. That, that, that's exactly what I'm talking about. When I saw that, I'm like, that's up my style. That looks awesome. And yeah, yeah that Splendor ended up, that's, that's actually one of the few times that I agree on, like, yeah, that's a good hero. Yeah. Other ones, Alhambra, it's okay. Alhambra's um, amazing. Catan, it's okay. Catan's pretty good. <laughs> oh, lies! <laughs> Have you guys played Century Spice Road, and, and how do you feel that it compares to Splendor? Do you like it as much, not as much, the same? I haven't played it yet. I want to, though. Have you heard of which, Century which Spice one? Road? It's basically like the next level up of Splendor. Okay. Um, I've, I've heard the name. I haven't actually seen anything about it yet, yeah. but I've, I've heard it mentioned. Um, yeah. We've actually gotten uh, one or two requests for it mm -hmm. uh, in our store, and so it's like, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I'll probably end up buying it. I can probably vouch for it. Because yeah. it looks really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, it's the game, it's a gamer Splendor. Like, hmm. Splendor is pretty gateway. Yeah. Um, but the, yeah. this is the next level up. So, yeah. See, I I did not enjoy it as much. No, I and I, and I played like twice at a con, and we just you know the first time's like okay, we're trying to figure it out, and then we played again. I'm like, eh. I, I felt like there wasn't, I didn't have enough agency 
and, okay. and the way that the game worked out, like with Splendor, like even you know, if someone takes the card that you want, you're still working towards like, okay, uh, you know, you're always trying to work for like two or three different cards. I felt like in Century Spice Road, you had less of an ability to do that because you're always changing this thing to something else, and it right. just didn't it didn't hit it for me. But I would totally think play it again. Yeah. Do you think it was just because you liked Splendor so much that it that it it, it tried it overcomplicated it, or do you think it was more that it was trying to do too much, or it was just fiddly? Or um, I didn't think it was extra fiddly. I mean, it wasn't. I don't know. I don't think it was any. I mean, it's more complicated maybe than Splendor a little bit. I mean, but but like by degrees. It's not like oh my god, I don't understand how to play this game. Um, but there's so you start with uh, a card that you can play that'll give you two yellow cubes, uh, or you can play a card that will allow you to pick up your your other you know cards that were played already. Uh, and there are cards that will come out that will you know give you three yellow cubes or four yellow cubes. But there's only a couple, and almost all of the other cards change cubes into other color cubes. And I felt like you didn't have enough. Uh, you know, agency to be like, okay, I play this card so I can get a green. You know, there, there might be one, but like there's only one. And if someone else bids to it and takes it, you're never getting that card. So your only ability to get a green is to change your other colors, you know, up the scale or down the scale to get what it is that you need. Oh, uh, so it, it, me it, did it seem slow then? What's that? Uh, did it seem kind of slow then, is what it sounds like? Um, it wasn't as, it's not, it wasn't even that it was necessarily slow. I just wasn't able to do the thing, you know, it's like, okay, well, I can do two cubes again. I can do two, you know, two yellow cubes again. It's like, okay, now I have to change it, which is fine. Like that's, you know, the way that the game runs, but I yeah. felt like I wanted to be able to collect more of different things as opposed to, okay, I get two yellow cubes again <laughs> right? or, or I try to trade those up or down. Yeah, if if you want a good game about trading, and it, if you don't care about the theme, get Bizarre. It was an old 1960s game by Sid Saxon, and the whole game is you have two cards that tell you different kinds of conversions. So you could trade like two green tokens for two white, a red, and a yellow, and then on another card you might be able to trade one yellow for two red, and then another one you could trade like a blue for three green. And you're and you're sometimes you'll actually trade more for less because you're buying these trade cards and the most efficiently you do it is how you get points. Hmm. So if I if I buy a trade card and I have one token left over, I'm gonna get way more points than if I had three tokens left over. And I would get way more points if I have zero tokens. If I buy it exactly, then that that's what's cool about it. So that's what I suggest looking into. I think another company has it picked up right now, but I don't remember which one. So Bazaar. B A Z A A R. Like like a like the like sales a trading place. bazaar. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 not like trading. Right. <laughs> yeah. Bazaar, not bizarre. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that that's a good one. From what it looked like, it seemed almost like Century Spice Road was kind of like trying to do that but more gamery. Yeah. So. It, 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 that's kind of what it sounds like a little bit. Because ultimately you are purchasing cards that are worth, you know, points and, you know, some of them are worth an extra, you know, they get a silver, silver coin, gold coin, 
uh, depending uh-huh. on where they fall out. So it sounds very similar to that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it probably is, honestly. So now I'm going to have to research it more. You got me thinking about games again. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do no such thing. You're always thinking about games. <laughs> huh? I said I did What's no that? such thing. You're always thinking about games. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. It's, During, it's kind of now your job. Yeah, so. it's kind of now my job. Yeah. And my other job today, I was sitting down, and I was like, they're like, all right, you can take a break. Good. How can I work on this expansion? You know, and I started shutting down character abilities. I'm like, hmm, this sounds good, you know. Like, well, oh, we have to pay attention now. Sorry. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> well, well, being a teacher, like, I I know there are some schools that will, you know, teachers will come in and they'll do, like, you know, D&D with the kids. You know, you know, some of it's, um, you know, just, like, you know, school activity, like, we're playing games. You know, some of it's more of, you know, we're trying to help kids navigate through life by D&D and, you know, or, or other games, not just D&D. Um, have you ever uh, thought or have you or do you, um, have some sort of a board gaming activity at school where kids can come in that, you know, either sort of helps you to play test games that you're working on or to be like, hey, kids, this is cool. And this is something that you could do as, you know, a life thing. You could be a board game designer and let me, you know, kind of show you all these different games. Yeah. Um, I, I pitched that to my school recently and we're probably going to be doing it next year as a board game design club. But right now I'm actually running a chess club. And um, we got 16 brand new chess boards and we now compete in tournaments. And, and of course I'm running it and people ask like, wow, you really like chess that much? And I say, no, but it's an excuse for me to play board games all day. <laughs> you know, so I'm not complaining, you know, and no, the kids love it. It's amazing to see like second graders like sit there and calmly like make moves and be good sports about it. Cause that's my goal with chess club is not just teaching them how to play chess, teaching them how to play games be good sports and have a fun time and then not being overly competitive and whatnot. So yeah. Then, and some of them have really turned out to be just outstanding kids doing that. So yeah, cool. that's, that's been, awesome. yeah. And I plan on branching out to more game design too, because some of the kids are, they, they know that I do game design. And so they, and some of them have played my games. One of my old students is actually a regular at our game nights. So cool. <laughs> she gets to, make fun of beating up her teacher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can do about it. I'm out of your class now. <laughs> <laughs> I know I used to joke with her. I'm like, you forget. I used to grade your papers. Right. <laughs> still, I still have a hand in that. Be careful when you're moving that pond. And then she looks at him and goes, all right, so there were 16 <laughs> hits. Uh, I will say. <laughs> yeah. Well, I lost. Oh, well. <laughs> that's really great. Cool. Very cool. Uh, that, that's cool that you're able to, able to do that and share that with the kids. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I get them to experience a different, like, you know, school can be boring and it sucks and, you know, whatever, but, you know, to have that ability to, to do that. When we moved out here to Arizona, uh, when we took uh, my daughter into the, um, I don't want to say it was, I guess, grade school. I don't know. I forget what the hell freaking grade she was in. But anyway, they were all excited that they finally got arts back into the school. Like, oh, we just added chorus last year. We're so excited. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, you didn't have an arts program? Holy crap. So, yeah. you know, to have the ability to do, you know, board games in a, in a club like that is, is really cool. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's a big promotion. We, we thankfully do a lot of different uh, after-school programs, and I'm lucky to be part of it doing board games you know and i and i make like small little games that my kids will enjoy so 
as they're learning from the games, hopefully they're learning something from my class. (laughs) You know, it works out well. I I know there's like a couple other like video podcast player or people who do, who are actually teachers as well. And they talk about like using games in the classroom and me, I'm just like, Oh, I'll design a game for a class. It's easy enough. Cause I'm tired of, I, I go to, we, we ran a show for a while, a YouTube show called Bottom Shelf. And I, have I told you about Bottom Shelf, John? I, I think we talked about that last time. It was like all the, the garbage games that you didn't play that you spotlighted. The worst games we've ever played. Yeah. And some of them were intended to be educational. Mm-hmm. And they were so infuriatingly bad, I can't imagine why anybody would willingly be part of it. They were educational <laughs> in the sense of like... Can you educate me how much I can hate a game? <laughs> yeah, and that was the basis of it. Like we had one changeover. I I loathed <sighs> that game. It was bingo, except you had to do metric to standard conversions. Ugh. Twenty three kilograms bushel of apples. No two liter bottle of soda. No twelve gauge shotgun. No. <laughs> it's like all right, and so it just, just start guessing. Yeah. And then, so it's like, there, there's no game here. It's just, it's homework. This is awful. We played, we played one game called like the millionaire makers game, where it's trying to teach you how to be like a financer at the same <laughs> time. And so we were filling out like legitimate spreadsheets and, and tax deductions. And like, as we were uh-huh. playing this game and then we finished it, I was like, wow, I learned nothing. That was awful. <laughs> Like, I mean, I understand how to do all this and I know how to balance a budget. And then, but now you're adding in made up numbers that somehow make me a millionaire. No, no, no. I see the fault in this. And right. so, it wasn't as nearly, it wasn't nearly as good as Twilight Eclipse, the movie, the game. Well, thankfully that was not educational. <laughs> yes, we played that live in front of an audience at a convention. And I kind of flipped the board into the audience. Yeah, Twilight <laughs> Eclipse, the movie, the board game. That was that's the winner's reward in the series is if you win you, you get to board, board flip. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it was uh, so many bad games. And so I see these games that are educational and they're like you have a like a 10 pack of these board games that, to teach kids math. It's like no, that's giving them homework and disguising it. Mm-hmm. And they and I've played this with these kids and most of them don't enjoy this. It's it's like saying, you know, oh I put cheese sauce on broccoli. Look, it's delicious now. It's at the end of the day, it's still broccoli. Yeah. Like, why don't you just give me the cheese? Like, why are you feeding me garbage, mom? <laughs> Stop feeding me bad games. You're right. Yeah, it's it's so bad. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. But I'm glad I could be a part of putting good games in the schools. So, thankfully, hopefully, hopefully uh, kids will learn that uh, it's not okay to fight in the classroom or on the playground. <laughs> With- better, better to hit me. Oh. <laughs> What you have in a game, right? Q Q eighties uh, credits. Da 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 da. Where we get the, you got to put the sunglasses on. And, wah! I know, right? Wait, wait. Oh God, you made him get the sunglasses. <laughs> I mean, I can't fault you. You didn't know they existed. So, I think it's safe to say, kids at home, that. Uh, you shouldn't hit your classmates, because instead you can always hit me. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> so what? What's fair use? Can I use like 
three seconds of that riff, maybe. <laughs> I think I think I don't think hay is copyrighted. The word hay. <laughs> well, no, I was gonna throw the guitar riff behind that. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, you probably could. I have a piano back here. It's not plugged in. It'll work. <laughs> I think you can get away with the opening riff. I think I think usually like five seconds is the threshold. Like so. That. I, I hope so because I use music occasionally in the in the actual place. <laughs> Excellent. There you go. <laughs> oh man, I apologize. I hope this has not become your weirdest interview because I'm guessing it's pretty close. You mean that? No, wasn't? This, is, this is good. I, this is what we do. It's just essentially hanging out and bullshit and talking about whatever's <laughs> going on. So yeah, it works. <laughs> I told you how amazing this guy is. This is a this is a great podcast. I love this. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Legends of Tabletop. Yes. Okay. Correct. I want to make sure I had it right. Yeah. Because I did put a, a post on social media of, of us filming for the interview yeah. uh, on, on the well-played uh, Facebook and shared it through all the other stuff. So I was like, I want to make sure I got the name of the channel right before yeah. I... Uh, <laughs> yeah, so That's not. always helpful. <laughs> right? Yep. And please email me the link so I can put it on my Kickstarter as well. And I can say everything about it. Definitely. Uh, I will email it to you when we wrap up. Awesome. Very good. Uh, cool. And and speaking of, I guess we should we should probably start rolling into the end here. Uh, is there anything else you want to throw out before we put a nail on this thing? Um, other than the obvious plugs that we've done already, please mm -hmm. go support us on Kickstarter. I know we're just a small company coming up with some pretty cool games, but this leads to more games. Uh, check out any other games that I've made on the Game Crafter. It's under um, Daniel McKinley Games. Daniel McKinley on, Games. Yeah. Like me on Facebook. Listen to more Legend of Tabletop as the podcast. And, um, and uh, uh, $90 from Stretch Goal 2. Oh, wow. That close? Right we're now. at 1410. Whoa. So we've got backers just by us being here. So thank you, John. I hope so. Thank you, sir. <laughs> oh, I'm sure of it. I'm positive this was it. So. I'm not gonna. Con I'm not gonna check to confirm. I'm positive. It was <laughs> we'll just go with that. It sounds good. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you've been a you've been a tremendous help to me in my games, and I always look forward to seeing you at conventions and hanging out. And one of these days, I'll do an actual like live like one of my next games. I'll be like, join me on the podcast, and I'll actually teach you through the podcast alone. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, that definitely be cool. Yeah, I you know I, I I try to tell people you know when I when I buy games I buy games at, at Isle of Games is is one of the local stores here in Tucson and that's where I I go and spend my money and you get them cheaper online and 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 I understand that and and you know that works better for people you know because you you work hard for your money so you want to you know make sure you got something to put away uh, but you know if you enjoy games and you enjoy enjoy independent games and independent designers you gotta you gotta get out there and support them you gotta you know put your 10 bucks you know 10 bucks gets you the base game it's nothing like you said it's, it's half a venti um, yeah <laughs> exactly you, and you also on top of that and, and if you know you're gonna like the game and if you know you have friends that are gonna like it we have a retailer level as well yeah so tell your stores too. Say you can buy a case of this. Yep. You know, we'll send it to and, you. And uh, there's possibly even something really cool that we might do for stores. Yes. If if you Which, back it. Yeah, that involves promos and awesome stuff. So yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. You didn't hear it from me, but you might get to put your logo in the game. Yeah. Shh. No. Ooh. Huh? Glucies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the games behind me. By the way, you like my shelf of shame? 
<laughs> these are oh, all yeah. the these are the unplayed games right now. I still have not played half. <laughs> Most people, when they put a wall of games behind them, it's all impressive. <laughs> and like, look at all the stuff I've played. Not here. This is the <laughs> look at things that I don't know if it's good or crap. <laughs> I, and I don't have any games behind me. I have all books. <laughs> yeah, my, my books are right over here. You can't and you haven't read a single one, right? Uh, I've read... <laughs> I read that one. <laughs> Maybe three quarters of them? Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, there's a bunch on there I'm sure that I haven't read yet. <laughs> you want me to, do you want me to instantly make you feel better about this? Oh. You remember the, I think you remember what's in the closet behind me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the playing cards. I have since gotten a shelf. I'm going to show you real quick. My dog is in the way. Let's see here. Look at the shelf. That's about 500 of the decks. There we go. Holy cow. So just, uh, you know, a small portion. There's my dog. One of them. One of the puppy. Yeah. We got so. kitties and puppies on the podcast. Excellent. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, it, yeah, we're, we're nerding out really good over here. Awesome. But, Thank yeah. you for having us over. Thanks for letting us yeah. rant for way too long. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Hopefully, more people will back us on Kickstarter too. Make I it hope me a so. yeah. That would be awesome. Like I said, people get out there, support your your indie game designers, your your authors, all the stuff that you like. If you go out and support it, there'll be more of it. You know, if you don't want to, exactly. Well, you know, buy into the the Hollywood stuff and and you know all the you know the mass produced mass market stuff and you're like ah i could do better than that well there's people doing better than that and you got to get out there and support them or all that stuff goes away i mean yep. who knows depending on how well this goes you might just see uh you know a no cash value games next to an aeg at your next gen con or whatever yeah mm -hmm. you never know that's you it you never know but we have Danny as the next Reiner Kanitsi. Next time you come on, you'll be like, oh, I designed like 400 games last year. Get that on a business card now. <laughs> I know. The other game designers at our prototype night have told me, they're like, yeah, I've been working on this game for like three years. It's like, oh, I've been, I made three games this year. I don't. Yeah, and here I am trying to make you humble because like, oh, it took like what, like a year and a half of development for Hit Me? No. No. About a week. No. No, I'm just it, it was designed overnight and play tested a few times, and really that's just because I was taking my sweet time on the art. <laughs> um, it's been ready since like August. <sighs> Drawing's hard. <laughs> yeah. I will take your word for it because I can't do it at all. So neither can I. So don't worry. Yeah. That's well, thanks again, John. I really appreciate you having me on the podcast. Yes, I really thank do. Thank you so much. Absolutely. It was a pleasure having you guys on. It's always uh, fun to, to get a chance to hang out. And I was glad to see you at RenCon this year. I wasn't sure if you were coming. So uh, when you'd walked up to the table, I was like, oh, cool. Somebody else I know. <laughs> yep. Yep. And expect to see me again. I will be awesome. back. I will be there as well. Awesome. Cool. All right, so if you like this uh, interview and all of our other cool stuff, click the like, the subscribe, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your mom. Uh, like, we're all over the place. Yep. We're uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, you name it, we're probably there. So check us out on all those locations. 
if you haven't tried the coffee, please do that. If you go to tinyurl.com forward slash legendary brew, because that's an easier email, uh, website to uh, remember than the one that Neil put together. Uh, <laughs> but check out the coffee. The coffee is awesome. I got two bags just like right after Christmas. So I'm, I'm getting ready to tear into a new bag there. It's really good. We don't have the labels yet, so it doesn't look all flashy and awesome, but the coffee is great. Um, so we want to thank you for uh, for doing, you know, listening and, and subscribing and doing all the things. I appreciate that. Uh, and thanks for checking us out and we'll catch you next time. Thanks again. Bye-bye. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop broadcast network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.